Welcome to Plant-Based on Fire, the podcast that ignites your passion for plant-based businesses. Real Men Eat Plants is proud to host this show, where we shine a spotlight on the latest and greatest plant-based companies making waves in the industry. From startups to established brands, we'll explore what sets these businesses apart, what challenges they've faced, and what their vision for a more sustainable and ethical food future looks like. So if you're hungry for some fresh insights, inspiring stories, and a healthy dose of entrepreneurial spirit, then join us on Plant-Based on Fire, brought to you by Real Men Eat Plants. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plant-Based on Fire podcast. I'm your host, Brian, today, and today we are joined by the amazing Dr. Monique May with Physician in the Kitchen. So I'll try to do your introduction a little justice and turn it over for you to, to expand on that. But Dr. Monique is a board-certified and licensed family physician with over 20 years in, of clinical experience. She's also a two-time Amazon best-selling author of her books, Meal Masters, and Doc Fix My Plate, Physician in the Kitchen's Prescriptions for Your Healthy Meal Makeover. She's well known for her kitchen skills, and Dr. Monique hails from New York City and is hanging out with me in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. So, Dr. Monique, anything else you'd add on that amazing background that you have here? Thank you, first of all, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. Um... What can I say? You said I'm from, you say I'm from New York. I'm a New Yorker. I call, have called North Carolina home. Uh, love to travel. Uh, obviously love to cook. Um, my son just finished his freshman year of college. Uh, and I'm, I've got some amazing trips coming up in the next few months. So what else do people need to know? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a fellow New Yorker as well. I'm, I actually moved to Florida for a little while. And so now I guess I'm a halfbacker, right? So anyway, it's great to hang out with you for a few minutes today and talk about Thank it. So you. I know you kind of got a little bit of everything going on in this plant-based world that we're living in here. So you are practicing right now and doing a couple other projects. What What is the... How do you divide the time up here? Well, I don't practice anymore. I practiced clinically for 20 years, and now okay. I crossed over to the dark side. I'm on the administrative insurance side. Ah, okay. <laughs> so that that's my my full time job right now. But yeah, um, I I you know I I do my full time job, and then I then I do my other full time job, which is working on my brand physician in the kitchen. That's awesome. Well, I, I think we should do a whole separate speaking panel on how us plant basers have to infiltrate in a big way all the corporate <laughs> corporate fiefdoms. But tell us more about physician in the kitchen on that front. And and it's something to do with Worcestershire sauce. Tell us more about that, too. <laughs> So Physician in the Kitchen is my is my brand. It's actually trademarked. Um, and it really is just the combination of my two passions, which is uh, as a physician, I, you know, coached and told people and made suggestions on how they could live and, you know, live healthier lives. And then I also like to to cook and I like to cook healthy, delicious food. So um I'm always in my kitchen. If, if I'm not, you know, out doing something else, I'm in my kitchen, which is my lab, I call it. And so one day physician in the kitchen just kind of stuck. And so, um, yeah, I, I use, um, I, my grandmother was a big influence on me. Uh, happy, you know, um, uh, Mother's Day we just had recently. So to all the mothers out there, but yeah, my grandmother, um, 
was a big influence. Uh, she was in Alabama. I was in New York. Uh, but even before FaceTime and all that, we were able, we were very close. We we stayed in touch. And I actually lost her at an early age, I'm, you know, only age 67, to complications of high blood pressure and smoking. And so um, that's really infused my, my approach to medicine. And again, you know, wanting to help people enjoy comfort foods, um, in a healthier way, right? And so I like to think I, I carry a little bit of her with me um, and, and what I do. And so, um, yeah, that's that's kind of it in a nutshell. No, that's that's oh, a great that's, background. That's a great sorry, sorry for your loss on that. Um, but uh, I think it's, it's so interesting. Uh, I don't think of Worcestershire sauce as vegan in any way, shape or form. So talk to us about that. Yeah, so I... I bought I bought a little bottle here for show and tell, right? So this nice. is what it looks like. So so yeah, so you know, pop quiz um for your listeners, what makes why is Worcestershire sauce not vegan? Like who you know, why is it not vegan? Why is this even a thing? Why are we even talking about this? Yeah, I don't know. I just assumed it's got some sort of milk product in it or maybe even some some secret fish sauce or something like that. I don't I don't know. I just don't think of it as vegan, right? So right, yeah. Well, I used to I used to host a show on Facebook called um Veganish. And one of the segments I used to do on there was called Vegan or Nah. And so I would I started off by just going through my refrigerator and looking at condiments, you know and see, hey, you know, what's really good? You, you don't really think about this. And, and I'll transition. Let me just give you a little bit of my personal story. Uh, I turned 50 in 2020. So what mm -hmm. else happened in 2020? <laughs> Small pandemic thing. <laughs> yeah, world shut down, you know, no big deal. Yeah. So um, that really, if that doesn't make you take stock of your life, I don't I don't know what will. And so um, I said, you know, I want to become a little more plant-based. I've never been a real big red meat eater. Um, so that wasn't a big, big thing for me. But um, just, you know, reading and, and, and watching documentaries and things, it really starts to make you wonder about the, the food supply. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, you know, let me, let me give this thing a try. So, um, I, I started with my refrigerator, right. And I just went in there and kind of looked at the labels on some of the, the condiments I had. And I was like, oh my God, high fructose corn syrup and this and, and everything and, and everything. everything, everything, right. And yeah. barbecue sauce and, and, stuff and so forth. So I came across the Worcestershire sauce and it has anchovies. So to answer the question, yes, it has fish, it has anchovies yeah. in it. Um, which, you know, if, if you're completely plant-based, you don't want to eat. So, um, and people may not know this, it has, some people have fish allergies. And, mm -hmm. and the way that they may manifest this is when they eat Caesar salad. Mm -hmm. because Caesar salad dressing is made with anchovies. That's right. And so I, I just was like, well, you know, what if I made up a recipe that, that you know, doesn't have anchovies in it? So that's kind of how the sauce was 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 made. That's how I how my recipe came to be. Um, but yeah, I just thought it'd be cool to start with that because ultimately I want to have a line of physician in the kitchen condiments. And I figured, why not start with the one that's the most difficult to say? Everything else, you know, <laughs> everybody can say ketchup, right? What's, what's, yeah. the, what's the challenge in that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think we have to get you in touch with Heinz because it's very, very hard to find a ketchup nowadays that doesn't have the high fructose corn syrup in it is what I think. Yes, it yeah. is. You got to look for it for sure. Yeah. Well, it, it is Worcestershire sauce. I don't know. I, I have trouble saying it as well. And I have sampled it a few times with you and it is absolutely delicious. So I can't, I, I can't, uh, 
say enough good things about it. I encourage you to, to um, everybody who's listening to reach out and grab a bottle and try it and impress your friends with a very unique and wonderful flavor that you, if you have never been a, a meat eater or you have and you forget what that tastes like, it does, in my opinion, bring back a lot of memories of, of some, some stuff I used to have. So tell us more about the ingredients. Like where are you sourcing them and, and are they non-GMO and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so right now it's it's purely this is a um, a family a family run business. So right now yeah. I make it you know in my kitchen. But yeah, the ingredients are organic. Um, and instead of using so 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 let me just kind of back up. So the the anchovies give it that kind of salty, uh, umami kind of you know meaty. Mm -hmm taste and so to replace that i use miso which is a soy product okay. and um my formulation is actually lower in sodium than some of the leading um um low sodium uh market leader uh worcestershire sire worcestershire now i can't say it worcestershire sauce is on the market but you can always say w for short w sauce yeah. for short Oh, but it is a tongue twister. Um, but yeah, so the ingredients I use are are vegan. They're they're um not necessarily GMO, but they're they're ingredients that really shouldn't be like the miso isn't really something I would think would be um GMO. Yeah. And so um I just use um, you know, it's really the spices, like the um the onion part, the onion, garlic, so forth. Um, mm -hmm. just those things that give you that 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 flavor bomb, that umami flavor bomb that you can use in in soups, in salad dressings, um, you know, your plant-based burgers, right? Like mm -hmm. you said, you really want to recapture some of that uh meaty taste. Um, it can be used pretty much anywhere you would use a condiment that you want to just bump up, um, bump your flavor up. And it a little bit goes a long way. You don't need a lot to to get that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um I can't imagine that like such a, a little flavor burst to some salads and stuff. But you've got an amazing cookbook that kind of goes along with it to a degree and stuff. But what is your favorite recipe from that where you add the worst the W sauce on it? The W sauce. I would have to say probably my, my um my my well my barbecue sauce uh you can you can totally use it in that um i actually have a a a uh, plant-based rib recipe in there okay. that you can use it on um probably some chili things like that so it, there's a there's a lot that i that i have uh that i've used it i actually um, oh mushrooms one of my favorite things to use it on is sauteed mushrooms okay um you go ahead and you saute them and as they're finishing up hit them with a little bit of the sauce and it really bumps that flavor up yeah, I just I just did some on the grill with um, just the salt and pepper the other day. But you're right. I really got to get a bottle just for the mushrooms alone. I can imagine it. So that's awesome. So tell me a little bit more, like what are some of the challenges you faced while trying to build the W sauce business and the physician in the kitchen sort of plant based empire that you're creating? Uh, time management definitely is, is one. As I mentioned, mm -hmm. I do work full time um, for someone else right now. Yeah. And so um, and, and building a, a company or business from scratch, is, it's a it's a full time job. I yeah. mean, and, you know, and I and I have help. I, I have um, a virtual assistant. I have a social media manager because there's no way like if I had to do all of that stuff, I would never get out of bed like it. Just, mm -hmm. <laughs> I would be too overwhelmed. But for me, uh, the issue really is, is because it is small batch made um 
is being able to produce in bulk. And so my next hurdle or my next uh, accomplishment that I'm going to claim is being able to scale it and work with a, you know, a co-packer. That's one, something I really want to be able to do this year. Um, someone who's going to be true to my ingredients mm-hmm. so that I know that bottle after bottle after bottle is what I intended because my name is on that and I need for it to be, you know, hit out of the park every time. So um, those are, those are kind of some of the big ones. So getting the funding for that, right. Like all that Mm -hmm. costs money. And so, um, and then being able to just really hit the ground running because I do want to, I see this being on store shelves right there with the big boys one day. So got to, got to get it out there for people to be able to, to, to ask for it and make that happen. I see. And you have, you have any inroads there? I was going to, I was going to say, how do you think you're going to compete against some of the big players in this condiment space? You know, I think for me, being that I'm here in the Charlotte area, a lot of um, stuff is local now. People want locally made, locally sourced. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just uh, watching something, some infomercial, and it was saying how, um, and, and again, a lot of this was was bought by the pandemic um that the searches they 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 do the geo trackers or whatever and people are searching for things nearby and then they're buying those things that are nearby so mm-hmm. um i think and I'm, I'm fortunate to be in a you know in an area that kind of straddles almost two states mm-hmm. so there's that and then um i think once i just get that one um uh like a, if i could get affiliated with the with the uh, a local grocery chain i think would be helpful as well because again if they're trying to promote uh local businesses then that would give me a leg up i think yeah i agree i, I mean i think if we look back at our our parents generation they were the ones that did have most local meats and local vegetables coming in and we've strayed away from that so i can't yeah. i can't stress enough the sustainability side of this has to come back around and we do have to find ways to shop local and, and keep things local on all fronts. So, so you, what you're accepting is some people to help in some other major cities, keep the recipe true to form and help build the W soft empire. That'd be That's great. Right. That's right. Yeah. This is, this is my, my other baby, right? My, 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 my main baby is in college. So this is my, right. my new baby. And, and so, right. you know, you put something out there, you want it to be well received and you want it to be, um, you know, like, like you intended. And like I mm-hmm. said, batch after batch to really have that, that same flavor and, uh, an impact that, that it's had from the beginning. For sure. Uh, you talked a little bit about the cost and stuff. So how much does the bottle cost? And, and obviously we can get it off the website and stuff, right? So what is the website? Where does it, how much does it cost? So right now, so the price right now is $15 a bottle. It's for a 10 ounce bottle. Mm-hmm. And it's um our my website is physicianinthekitchen.net and that's my my store. Mm-hmm. And so um, but you can also um I'm on Instagram, all social media, you can always message me. Um, because again, it because it is um by making it myself, we they're made, they're pretty much made to order. So like mm-hmm. when you order a bottle, it's made that day or the next couple of days and shipped out to you. Um and so we're and we're actually in the process right now of kind of tweaking um because it is an acidified product, um, there are some, I, I do have to use a little bit of a preservative, but I'm using a naturally occurring preservative. Okay. And so we're just tweaking that to get that just right. And then, um, so reformulating, I guess what I'm saying is we're in the process of reformulating, but it's, it won't affect the taste. It should not affect the taste at all. So and that'll let you get, get on. Yeah. That'll get you on the store shelves and let it sit a little bit longer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, 
when I say like, how do you, wait, I lost my train of thought here. Sorry. Um, I guess the accessibility, like it's that balance between some of the high quality ingredients and, and making it affordable on that front is the, I don't, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I have to say, I, I would guess regular W sauce is five or $6 a bottle kind of a thing. So, uh, at scale, you should be able to bring that cost down. That, that definitely is my intention. Um, yeah. because again, I, this is something I think needs to be on the shelves because I have a lower, lower, lower sodium content. Um, my product is good for people. You know, I am a physician, so my product is good for people who have swelling issues. So like mm -hmm. kidney or heart or liver problems, anything that makes them kind of retain salt or if they don't have blood pressure, right. And they're just watching their salt intake. I myself have high blood pressure. So I read those labels look for that mm -hmm. salt. So um, this is a product that will, even if you're not vegan, right? It's if just if you are just a little more health conscious, yeah. um, that's good for you. So yes, being able to um, buy ingredients, you know, at cost and, and again, partner with someone who's kind of got the footprint and I'm just coming in with the recipe um, will definitely bring those costs down. Uh, yeah. Also too, mine is a little larger. My bottle is a little larger than some on the market. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the vegan ones on the market are only about seven or eight ounces. So I do um, either will look to kind of fall more in line with them, but I, I kind of like being the outlier. I think, yeah. you know, you get a little bit more for your money and um, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that as well as we, we move forward. But um I like having a few unique uh, qualities and aspect and how we bring all that in line with a lower mm -hmm. price point is, is really important. Yeah. I mean, I, I took that plant-based certificate course through Cornell a few years back and it, the standard American diet is just getting way too much salt everywhere you look. So, yeah. so good to see such a low sodium product coming out. That'll give you that great flavor and pop on that front. So what advice do you have for some other plant-based businesses out there that might be tuning in and listening to us? You know, how should they get into this space and how can they make a positive impact in the movement we're all against? I would say, you know, there's room for everybody at the table. Mm -hmm. um, don't think, because, you know, there are about three or four vegan Worcestershire sauces on the market now, mm -hmm. but they don't have what I have. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there's something, there's room at the table for everyone. Um identify a problem before your your customers know they have the problem and solve it for them yeah. right and then i think if you do that you and you you define your niche and you um show them the value and what you bring to the table um i think you'll you know you'll define be creative be creative and don't don't be afraid to to partner and network because um you know if you've got a really bright light that can shine but you you know you hide it under undercover and no one can see it no one's gonna know so and I, and I struggle with that myself you know you, you gotta always kind of pitch yourself you should always be selling yourself and I don't mm. always do that yeah. so I'm, I'm talking to myself a little bit here too um it's okay to brag on yourself it's okay to to say hey look I've got this product this is this is why you need to know about this because you know x y and z and then get people thinking and talking about your your product so that's awesome well, that, that is kind of a wrap on the questions that I had. Is there anything you feel like we, we didn't touch on that we should for a moment? Otherwise, you know, tell us again, where can we find you, more information about you, follow you, and where can we pick yeah. up some amazing W sauce? 
Yeah. So, uh, no, I think this was this was a great interview. I, I love the 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 wide reaching questions. Um, so I'm on all social media, physician in the in the kitchen, physician in the kitchen. I'm even on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> follow me, like all that stuff. Uh, my store is physicianinthekitchen.net, and again, um, you can you know place orders on there. Uh, we do ask that you allow a few days, just because again, I do make the batches myself. Um, you know, for shipping and all that. But um, we I want to get the the form the formulation, the reformulation down, and then we'll be um letting people know when they can order it. But if you go to the website, you can go ahead and kind of get on the wait list, and then that way, once we've got the new product ready to go, we can we'll be you'll be one of the first to know. That is awesome. Thank you again, Dr. Monique, for being on the show and helping us create a very amazing plant-based future. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Brian, for having me. My pleasure. And that's a wrap for this episode of Plant Based on Fire. We hope you enjoyed learning about the innovative plant-based businesses we featured today and got inspired to support them on their journey. Remember, plant-based eating isn't just a trend. It's a way of life that benefits your health, the environment, and animals. By choosing plant-based foods, you're making a positive impact on the world and helping to create a better and more compassionate future. If you want to join the Real Men Eat Plants community and get even more resources to help you go and stay plant-based, check out our blog, podcasts, and 30-day challenge at realmeneatplants.com. Thank you for tuning in to Plant-Based on Fire, brought to you by Real Men Eat Plants. Head over to Apple Podcast and give us a review and let us know what you think of this episode. Don't forget to tag us at Plant Based on Fire when you share this episode in your preferred social media. Wish to be a guest? We need to know about your plant-based business. Email us at pbof at realmeneatplants.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Thank you to our guests and to you, our listeners, for your support. And see you next time.